You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 29 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Good, good. What have you been up to this week? It's been such an exciting week. Why? I feel like I feel like it's Christmas. It's going to sound. <laughs> I've got a treadmill. It's not. Oh. It's not out of the box. It's still in the box, but it's been very. It's actually treadmill number two because the first one that I ordered uh, didn't quite work out oh. because. It didn't work, so I had to uh, send that one back and get another one. So I haven't had time to unbox it, but I've got the treadmill. The start of my treadmill desk is uh, it's it's all happening, and there was have you even... bought the desk bit? So uh, last night there was a trip to IKEA where where dreams come true. Well. <laughs> And so, so, so I was walking around IKEA and just like with all the, there was all these married couples. It's like I think if you can, as a married couple, if you can go to IKEA and survive, yeah. it's a good a good sign for the marriage, don't you think? I think yes, definitely. Especially if you make it all the way round that maze. Yeah, mm. I love to, to go other. the other way round. <laughs> Of course, oh, take would. shortcuts, but it's not. It's not a place that you can go and um, just go for one thing. I always, I bought all sorts of stuff. I bet. I yeah. bet. So, have you made the desk? The, I so haven't. Regular listeners will know that Gina uh, has been on this mission to make a treadmill desk, and some of you have even sent in pictures of uh-huh. your own treadmill desks. So, you've really inspired her, and now, obviously, is almost the manifestation of this. So there's been like a month because I haven't even had time to actually physically go and get all the stuff. So there's been about a month of research like at night. <laughs> I've been like on Pinterest looking at, at, at beautiful offices with, with treadmill desks and there's all these websites that you can go to where people have like used IKEA and done these IKEA hacks to build their thing. So last night at IKEA, it's overwhelmed when you go there. <laughs> yes. Because yes. I had a list, I had a list of exactly what I needed, right? Mm. And I get there, I changed my mind four times. Oh. And I've ended up coming home with nothing like what was on the list. So I'm hoping it's going to be the right height. And, and so it wasn't like, a, it, like science is not my strong point. As everyone who listened to this show knows. Um, but, but I'm sitting there like measuring like, um, and, and then I'm going up against the desk and then standing on things oh, to yes. like, to, to pretend like that's the treadmill height about there. Yeah, that's about right. Oh. <laughs> so, so I, after I finish recording, I'm going to hopefully pull it all out of the box and, and start assembling. There might be another trip to Ikea tomorrow though, oh, for, for like add-ons. Okay. <laughs> so make so, sure when you do assemble it, yeah. you take a photo and you post it on your blog or something. Oh, there'll totally be a newsletter going out about it. <laughs> I'm that excited. It's going to be, yeah, a blog post, everything. So, um, Speaking of IKEA, <laughs> yes. do you know what IKEA stands for? Um, I can uh, no. Okay. <laughs> it uh, just this is a random thought because I'm into words. It stands for Ingvar Kamprad Elntarad Agunnarid, which is the founder's initials and the initials of his hometown. There you go. There you go. Now you can all sleep. I thought it was Swedish for stuff you put together with Allen keys or something. Yeah, yeah, it's too. It's not. Well, there you go. It's become a verb, yeah. 
aside from working out what, what IKEA means, what have you been doing this and ringing me at the supermarket this morning? What oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. I rang you at the supermarket this morning because um, I wanted to buy some more lenses, especially, you know, got inspired after the episode that we did about um, what kind of lens you should buy next. Mm. And so thank you for your advice. So basically it's all ordered now. We're getting the Canon 50 millimeter. And awesome. Which, also, what, what, what F-stop? What, what, how, how I think it's, it's 1.4 or 1.2. Ooh, I need to check. Nice. And the Canon 24 to 105. So um, mm. they will come hopefully in the next few days because I've been playing a lot with the one that I love, which is the 70 to 200 because I uh-huh. love bouquet, mm. uh, which is, um, you know, <laughs> which is um, means blurry backgrounds for those who missed last week's episode. And, th- and um, uh, but, you know, I thought need to expand the repertoire. My partner wants to take landscape shots, which is where yep. the 24 comes in. You know, we live in Sydney, which has got the most gorgeous vistas. So we're really excited that these, um, these are coming through. Well, but- the 24 to 105 is the best walk around lens out, I, I think. I, lo- I love it. I think you'll really enjoy it. Yes. I plan to. Well, I'm hoping to walk around New York at some point soon. You should come, actually. We should I'm walk coming. around together. I'm coming. When are you going? I'm there. Totally. Okay. <laughs> We're dying to go to New York. We'll, we'll sort it out. But Good. speaking of bouquet, Thank you to everybody who sent through their, you know, hashtag Gina challenge, bouquet shots, who, you know, who, who took bouquet shots. They're just awesome. Now, big shout out to Michael Goh, who not only did bouquet, he actually did the hack that we explained where you cut out a symbol and he cut out the letter Z, but you can cut out anything. You can cut out love hearts or paw prints or whatever into some black card and put it over his lens. And he's created some awesome bouquet. We'll put, we'll put the image in the show notes, but also there's one from Mike Hickman. As well, Gina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and you're going to describe Michael's shot, or he's done a little teddy bear sleeping, and then the... no, well, that one's Michael goes. Yes, sorry, I beg your pardon. I I, I rambled on about um how good Michael goes shot was, and it, the reason why he did Zeds was because he did a little teddy bear, you know, like at rest, hugging another bear, and obviously he's asleep, so I imagine there are Christmas lights or something in the yeah, background. Yeah, they would be Christmas lights, yeah. And he's used, um, you know, the, the cutout, so so he's so he's got awesome bouquet of the Christmas lights, but the Christmas lights have been kind of diffused into the Zed. It, it's such a creative use, isn't it? So it's sort of like it's so cute, and, it. and I could see this used in um, children's portraits Love or it. just a really uh, like just another way to uh, show off your talents and and another way to, to 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 create more creative portraits, I guess. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. So, got from Mick Hickman. Yeah, he's done. Um, he's done uh, a whole series on uh, Instagram. So if you go to uh, M Hickman Photo on Instagram, you can have a look at his shot. He did butterfly bokeh, but he also did um, a whole series of other shots that you can see there. And then he did a little movie to 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 show. Have you ever seen that done on Instagram? So he's got like five shots, and and um, he's created a movie that 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 features each shot. So through clever. his frame, very yeah. very clever, and uh, some some great shots uh, there as well. So and also Brian uh, Becknell uh, sent us one of a, a, a Christmas ball ball with beautiful beautiful bokeh in the background, Absolutely very nice, gorgeous, yes. And and also one from Glenn, uh, a, a bit different. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Do, they look like olives to me. Do you think they're olives or some sort of berries on a tree? Yeah, I think they're berries on a tree. I don't yeah. really know what olives look like when they're yeah. in the ground. I know I only know what they look like in the jar. Um, I don't think I don't think they are olives. I should know because that's what my family do back uh-huh. in Sicily Vale. They yes. grow olives. Um, but and the, what's beautiful about this shot is he's got like water droplets yeah, on these little berries, and then he's completely thrown what must be foliage in the background completely out of focus so it's just like this really soft and dreamy um creamy background that is great bokeh very creamy dreamy soft beautiful and so just those berries are super sharp 
beautiful photo. Great. And um, we're going to move straight into our critique for the week, which is from Ian Hume. So, Ian, thank you for sending us your fantastic portrait. Uh, Gina, do you want to talk about Ian's um, portrait, which will, of course, we'll put the images in the show notes. Yeah, so so Ian's Ian's asked for critique. He he says that uh, like portraits are not something that that are his strong point. He he hasn't done a lot, but he would like to do more. So this shot is taken uh, in Cambridge, I believe, and he's he's taken it on a uh, the EOS six D. He's used a fifty mil lens, and he shot it at f uh, five point one point eight. So which means that uh, he's really uh, thrown the background out of focus. Good bouquet. Oh, good bokeh there, and uh, and his exposure is one five hundredth of a second, and he's chosen an ISO of uh, two fifty. So and 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 no flash. So it's a, so it's a portrait shot. The first thing, like like. That, that strikes me about this shot is the use of leading lines. So what leading lines are, Val, is like lines you find things that, that lead you into and through the portrait. Okay. So that, that could be uh, a pier or a laneway. In, in this case, it's a, it's a laneway. It looks like uh, – so Cambridge is like a university town, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I, I believe it's Cambridge. I'm hoping I'm right. So, but wherever it is, it's like a, a he's got a portrait of a person in between two buildings. So it's a long, narrow laneway, and the, so you've got the lines leading you through the shots, and that's beautiful. And the thing that caught my eye, even though they're out of focus, Val, the bikes. Of course, a line of beautiful bikes. So that's gorgeous. So that all looks great. So basically, there's um, cobblestones in the laneway yep. and the sandstone buildings on either side of the person in the middle, and leaning against the sandstone buildings, but they're blurred out. But you can tell what they are. Are these beautiful bikes? Beautiful. Bike. And the person, you know, in the middle does look look like a university student in a hoodie yep. and yep. is very has a very strong you know purposeful stance and is kind of right in the center of this of this shot and 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 the the laneway goes straight up behind her so it, it, it in the perspective of the laneway is that it leads up into the distance and um, the person's head is in the middle Exactly. So, uh, and I, like exposure, everything spot on. I love that the the, the choose the the choice of um, that f stop f one point eight like really makes the, the the portrait stand out. So I think he's done a great job. Yep. In terms of what you could do to take this shot to the next level, Ian, I think. The, the, the first thing I wanted to do when I saw the shot is I, I, I really wanted to crop in a bit tighter. And, and so I think uh, some of the things you need to think of when, when you're cropping the body, uh, uh, are, there, are there places that, that just visually are better to crop than others? So generally uh, you can see that uh, there's part of the hand that has been cropped into. Um, so it would work a lot better if the crop was a little bit lower or I think in this case the crop was a bit higher and went up through the shoulders and then cropped um, just above the head. So it was a, like a tighter shot or I would crop in a, a, a lot tighter and then crop midway through the thighs to, to, to make the shot, um, to me, seem a bit more balanced yep. rather than having the head sort of dead dead square in the centre. Uh, the next thing I might do is when I um, zoom in close and look at the eyes, there's no catch light valve in the eyes. Right, so the yes. catch light is something like that little ding of light in the eyes. And the reason there's no catch light is because the light's uh, behind the model, mm. not in front. So the, the the thing that you could do to bring and, – and so it's the catch lights that really bring a little bit of life into the shot – uh, and so the the, th the thing you could do for that is uh, maybe bring a, a, a reflector board mm. into the shot and just sort of uh, bring a bit of, little bit of fill light. It's not going to do a lot because you're in shade, but you will see the reflection of that board in the light. So bring a bit more uh, light to the eyes. Uh, the the other thing you might want to do is is start playing around with a bit of fill flash. Uh, and uh, and and just light light the face a little bit, uh, and and then you would be able to uh, underexpose the background because what what he's done is he's over uh, the, the he's exposed for skin tone, which means that the background's been 
uh, we've lost all the detail in the highlights. So the opposite would be to underexpose the background and just drop a little bit of flash on the face and you could get a, like a moody portrait, but that's that's getting a bit highly technical. I think just to bring a little bit of a catch light into the eyes would be would be a great thing to do um, with this shot. Yeah, it's great. And I thought my initial reaction was also to crop in in terms of a regular portrait shot, but then my magazine editor hat kicked in, and I thought actually if you if you um, pull out a bit and, as you say, maybe crop from the thigh so you're not chopping the hands out, uh-huh. it's uh-huh. actually a great cover for a student magazine or, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, there are university magazines and things like that. It's actually a great cover because there's space at the top to put a masthead and yep. because the cobblestones are a nice sort of slightly darker colour, it's um it's a great background to put cover lines in a magazine. So, it's, so it, it, it's got a real cover look to it. Yeah. So it would be ideally – and it's just – I think – just just coming down a little bit and just seeing a bit under the hands and cropping uh, mid thigh would be would be awesome in it. It's like but a, like the, the the way he's used the leading lines in this shot just really draws you into that into the shot. Coupled with uh, the out of focus uh, background, it just really brings the model out. I, I think he's done a terrific job. So great job, Ian. Now mm. let's move on. I'm really excited about this week's topic, which, which is uh, how to pose men. So it's, you know, <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I started shooting with you or, you know, shooting with you 25 or 20 years ago or something. And one thing I have to say is you are an expert when it comes to shooting men and, you know, because we've shot many guys together and I've shot guys without you as well. And it is, they have, they come with their own unique set of (laughs) circumstances and issues. And um, unless of course you're dealing with a professional model and they kind of know what to do a little bit more, but um, it's, it's important to be able to shoot men in a way that they're comfortable, but end up looking good, but not just your standard boring shot. There's some edge to it there's some style to it so I'm keen to get stuck into this how to pose men when you're shooting them you know it's and it's there's there's a lot to it I don't know even know where to start (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, well. Let me let me just give you a quick rundown of what I want to talk about today in terms of posing men. So, so first of all, I want to go through uh, what the most important factors are to consider when you're planning a male portrait shoot. Next, I want to talk about what are some of the general posing rules that you want to apply to men, and why are they different to when you're posing women. I also want to give you all my uh, classic go-to poses. I've got uh, a yes. list. I've got my kit of male poses that I go to, specifically for males. So yeah. I'm going to give you uh, my list. I think there's about six or seven of those. And then I also want to talk about, Val, there's some poses that you just – I just wish would go away yeah, in terms right. of posing men and, and, and one in particular that I want banned. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how you can do it. Okay. <laughs> and also I want to talk about what are some of the best ways to direct a man on a portrait shoot. What the language, what do you say, how do you do, go yep. about it, specifically for men. Okay. And then I'm going to give you some of my favourite uh, grooming and styling tips for men. Mm-hmm. And if I don't ramble on too much, I've got some troubleshooting tips as well at the end. All right. Let's get stuck into it. What? Yeah. You've got a male portrait session. What do you need to consider then? Okay. So, so the, 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 there was like certain stereotypes when it came to how you pose men and how you pose women. I think that today those lines are a, a bit more blurred and there isn't, you know, there's a lot of poses that, that, that are, you know, that are okay for both men and women. Mm. All right, but there's still there's still some things that you need to consider uh, that are important for when you're posing men. So, like, you know, when you're shooting a guy, can you imagine a guy saying this, like, just before, like, calling you up? So he's about to have a photo shoot, right? One of your mates calls you up, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited! I've got my photo shoot tomorrow. <laughs> I spent the last two weeks." 
Olympic shopping for my outfits. <laughs> I've been on Pinterest every night studying all the great poses and I've been practicing <laughs> my sexy look. Said no guy ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's – but a girl would do that, right? Mm-hmm. They'll get into it. They'll be studying the poses. They'll be like sleepless nights worrying about their outfits. So yeah. guys are a little bit uh, more low-key yeah. when it comes to this. So I reckon this is a fact, Val, mm-hmm. that I think, a, a Gina fact. I think um, – Gina fact. Yeah. Most men would uh, rather eat glass – and drink their own urine and have their photo taken. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, is, I think I think then have a photography portrait session. I think they don't yeah. mind having their photo taken yeah. and they're being silly yahoos. Yeah. But having a photography, you know, a proper portrait session. Yes, I agree. Because it's like all the, the all the all the memories of the old shoots that they've done where their mums made them stand in front of the lemon tree in their Sunday best, you know, all that sort of – I know that's all changed a lot now and and people are really uh, more into getting photo shoots, but it's still still not something that they're going to be wrapped about or that they want to be – as a general rule, I've noticed that guys don't really want to spend a lot of time. Yes. They're, 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 they're wanting to move on quickly. So, yeah, they're so self-conscious as that. well. They, they really are. Uh, and, and, and it's sort of a different approach. It's like, you know, guys don't love doing like chit chat, you know, as, as, as much as girls and they're not going to sit there and, and really open up and talk about their, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really vulnerable today. I'm not sure I'm feeling a bit fat or, you know, they're not, they're not going to have those sorts of conversations. So that's going yeah. to be a little bit different. And I've really noticed that guys, uh, ca- they do carry baggage about their image, but it's different baggage to, oh, to, yeah. to what a woman will think. So, so a woman might be concerned about, you know, if, if her face is maybe starting to age or this wrinkle or that wrinkle. I find that guys don't really care about that, mm. that sort of stuff. And, and a guy's never going to ask you if his bum looks big in that, <laughs> in something, you know, he's, he's never going to do that. So, so that they generally have different baggage and it's, it's usually for guys, it's more about like um, a tummy or their head airline or things like that too or, the, or their height for some reason yeah. as some of the things that so 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 that so that's the difference in 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 how they that they approach the shoot and and what they feel about themselves so um I always find that the best thing to do when I'm when I'm planning to to shoot a guy is the first thing I might do is I always make sure that you have a pre-meet or minimum a phone call so that you can chat to them and just um, put their mind at ease about what's going to happen. Because if someone's never had a professional photo shoot, they've got all sorts of ideas running through their head about what's going to happen, what's it going to be like, Mm. and what's expected of them. Mm. So often people think that they've got to stand there and and know how to pose and know what to do. So so the first thing I might uh, say to the guy is like, you know, don't worry. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know on the day. You don't need to know anything. I will tell you what to do and where you need to stand and how you need to stand. And I find that once you've told them that, that they'll that they'll relax a lot more. But I think it's really important that you that you tell them that. Mm. All right. The other thing I think that's really important, particularly with guys, is that you email them a list of everything they need to bring on the day. Yes. And I mean everything, mm-hmm. like down to like list of uh, remembering to bring all the grooming items, including hair product and, uh, you know, sh- shavers and, and all the clothes and all the bits and pieces, socks, shoes, like list it mm-hmm. completely. I think that really helps. And then I also like to uh, discuss location choice mm-hmm. so, that, so that they know where they're going to be, what the shots are going to be. It's great to have like photo examples of what you're going to shoot. And so it's like I'm thinking of doing you, you know, standing, leaning up against this wall like this. This will be the location. This will be the mood and the vibe. So, 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 so that they get, they've got a whole idea of what's going to happen on the day and they're not going to be worrying about whether or not, you, you know, how you're going to make them look because I think that's really important for a guy. Absolutely. All right. Yep. So let's get stuck here. I want to know the, the posing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's a few rules to consider, Val, when you're posing men. It's, it's like it's a little bit different. When, when I'm posing women, I'm always trying to make them look curvy 
and yeah. smaller than they are yeah. so that they look and they look feminine and soft and small and you want to uh make their hips look smaller and and you want to make their waist look smaller and it's all about looking smaller i think for a woman mm-hmm. okay but with a guy it's all about the v you know that v the yeah. the, the the narrow waist the broad shoulders yeah strong jawline and guys want to look masculine yeah so you want to try and avoid you know cutesy head tilts and feminine poses and those awkward silly fashion poses yep. it's like a lot of photographers get hung up on they'll, they'll be looking through the magazines and if someone's been a male model for ages they can pull off those fashion poses mm. they just do it and it looks great but if someone hasn't done a lot of modeling if a guy hasn't done a lot of modeling that can just look awkward and if he feels awkward and looks awkward it's like it's going to make the shoot really difficult for you so so i like to really uh make the poses as natural looking as possible and make it easier as easy on the guy as possible mm. okay so i think the thing that i like to do is is give them something to do and just ask them to repeat it over and over and over again. That's a great that's the idea. Easiest thing to do with a guy. So it's like, so if you've got the pose and they're starting to get a bit stiff and look awkward, then you might say, okay, all I want you to do is turn your head this way and then come back to me and do it again and keep doing it until, you know, until they just get a bit more comfortable. Yeah. So. When it comes to working with guys, I do have like my little go-to list of poses. And like, you know how I'm going through my backlit phase at the moment? Yes. (laughs) Where everything's backlit. So with my guy poses, I actually also seem to have my pose of the month or for some reason. It's like (laughs) certain ones will be favorites and then I'll retire them for a little while. What's this one? Bring them back. Pose of the month for guys. I so... For the last little while, the one for me has been um, kind of the walking and buttoning up. That, that, oh, that's, yes. That's had a really good run. And So that's like, basically when they have a suit and they're walking towards camera and it's like they're doing up one button of their suit. Yeah. And then um, what was I doing the other day? The, the looking up through the eyebrows, you know, where the, the brow thing yes. we talked about. Yes. So when a guy looks down and then looks up so that his, his brow wrinkles, I call it the brow look. Remember Brandon and Dylan used to do it a lot on 90210? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's when it was popularised. That, and that's when I noticed it. I actually, 90210... Is the show that just kept? It was the gift that kept on giving for me, Valerie. <laughs> I got so much goodness out of that show. In what so, sense? Well, nine hundred two one zero gave me uh, so many uh, group posing styles. Oh yes, that is so true. And you were very good at group posing. And of course, they had to do it because they had to do so many publicity shots with such yep. a huge cast. Yep. Mm. And so, and that was the time when I just started uh, photographing the cast of Neighbours, which is like our longest running soap. It just, they just celebrated 30 years and listeners in the UK would know, and Australians obviously, maybe not Americans not so much, but the, the, there was like, I would just be looking at the 90210 car shots going, yep, there's my next, there's my next shoot because they did it so well. So yes. they gave me the, the group shots and Brandon and Dylan gave me the, the brow. brow. And also, um, who's that hottie uh, from ER who's now gone on George, to marry? George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney. <laughs> he does he the does brow. The bra- he, he does, does. beautifully. Yes. He's probably king of the brow, Val. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King of the brow. George Clooney just gets hotter with yeah. age. So... That's a beautiful shot to do with guys, that looking down mm. and then looking up through their brow so that their brow will wrinkles. Mm. That shot is not going to work with a woman. You're never going to ask no a woman to. Way. I love how sexy your brow looks when it's all wrinkled like that. <laughs> it's like, it's funny that, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so you've got the suit buttoning up, you've got the brow. The other shot that I love, mm. I call it the Dirty Harry. Oh, yeah. What? It's the go ahead and make my day shot. So <laughs> it's the guy, go ahead, make my day. So the guy is standing. So when a guy is standing in front of you, his 
feet are firmly planted on the ground and they're sort of um, shoulder width apart. Yes. You know, a little bit wide. Depends on the guy. Some guys can, you know, you can spread their legs a little bit more and they kind of look tougher, but they have to be firmly planted on the ground. He's kind of on maybe a, a three-quarter angle to you. Oh, yes. And sometimes I'll put them in that contraposto pose that we've talked about uh, in past episodes. Just so like the Statue weight, of David, everyone. Statue of David, weight on the back foot, hip hip points back and uh, front toe faces to camera. So it's, there's a few variations mm-hmm. on the Dirty Harry, but mm. it's a tough look. It's mm. a strong look and it's macho, okay? Mm. And the face kind of matches the stance. What so are they the, doing with their hands? So the hands, uh, there's a whole lot of stuff they could be doing. The hands could be in the pockets. Mm. The hand could be one hand in the pocket, one hand out. You know, that um, they could be holding something. The hands could be crossed in front of them. Right. There's a whole lot of different things you can do with the hands, but it's all about the toughness okay. of the Dirty Harry. Yep. You can imagine him saying, go ahead, make my day. Okay. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> all right. So that's, that's I use that a lot. It's great for editorial. It's great for, you could you do it with corporate guys. You can do it with the groom in, in a wedding shoot. Mm. So many shots. And that shot you can zoom in. And like we were saying with Ian's portrait, Earlier, uh, crop into three-quarter, mid-thigh would work. Yeah. You could crop that into a headshot as well from that one pose. Yep. All right. The next one, lean on me. So g- give them a wall to lean up against. So not really leaning on you. They're leaning on the wall. No. Okay. No, they lean up against a wall. So, so and this, again, is a very cool pose. Or so a window. Have, like, Anything yeah. to lean lean up against. So so they're, they're, they're um, facing camera and like shoulder will be leaning up on a wall. Uh, and, and it's kind of like you, you almost create an S shape with the body and uh, you can have the, the legs crossed at the bottom. You can have them with their back completely to the wall as well. Right. Both shoulder blades hitting the wall. You shoot them side on, and right. then facing you. You can have um, that. That shot looks great with you know um, hands, fists jammed right into the the pockets. Mm. So you're not seeing any any thumbs or anything. They just you know make them really push their uh, fists deep into their pockets. Very tough, cool shot. You can see there's a theme where I shoot my guys. Yes. And I can I see I look. can see that shot, and I think with that shot, just to um, explain to people that have your feet a little bit further away from the wall than you would normally. Yeah. If you want that S shape, or if you are, you know, if you've got your shoulder blades against the wall, you don't want to be flush to the wall. You want your feet actually a little bit further out than slightly comfortable, and then lean back and lean in on and hit the wall. Yeah. So yeah. you get that really nice uh, S. That- going and you've seen me demonstrate that pose so many yes. times Bell. so you, you could do it easily I've got you to do it too mm. so, so it works for women as well so so that that the leaning shot is is a great one the other one that I love to do is have them in a chair um, this works well like uh, on on something like a, an ottoman or something that's slightly lower than a chair like a little bit lower and and you sit them in that and then legs spread, right? And right. then they lean onto their knees, lean forward. Yes. So you, you you know this so well, Val, because you've demonstrated it to millions that's of people. That's my go-to pose when I'm shooting guys. That's my that's definitely my go-to pose. I just um, advised a guy to do that the other day, and it made it into the newspapers. Oh, really? I, I didn't do the shot. I just uh, I just happened to be there and directed him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do the shot. So I was just there with a photographer and um, I directed him on how to do it. And, yeah, I just saw it actually come out in the papers. Oh, very cool. So, yeah, that's that's a really strong shot. Just with um, when, you've, when you've got someone and uh, they, they're seated opposite you and their legs are spread and they're facing, just I, with the crutch, I like to angle it sort of slightly uh, three quarters to camera rather than directly uh, yeah. straight down the barrel. Just a, like a, <laughs> just a, just makes for a nicer shot yeah, than sure. the straight down the lens kind of thing. So, so um, 
The other thing I like to do is uh, get the guys to straddle a chair, so backwards. Oh, the Christine, the Christine yeah, Keeler. That that one, uh, and if you don't like, because from there you can do that as a full shot, mm. or you can do it as a as a tight shot and just start leaning, cropping through the arms, or leaning over a bench. Or get them sitting, if you've got them on a motorbike, they, they can be leaning oh, yeah. over the, the handlebars a la Marlon, Marlon Brando style mm. kind of thing or anything that, that you can get anyone to lean on. And, and what's really, really cool about this shot is not only is it a really nice shape and natural looking pose for someone, but it also forces uh, the neck to be stretched forward, which means mm. that the jawline, the face gets pushed forward and it gives a really nice, strong jawline. So that's a good position for a headshot as well that you can go into as well as uh, using that as a full-length shot. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, of course, I, go, I guess it goes with that saying, if you've got a motorbike there, they've got to be the kind of guy that looks at home on a motorbike. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And this goes back to um, pose choice, Val. You've mm. got to be really careful about how you pose certain guys. So, like, uh, the, the, the next shot that I'm suggesting is laying down. Now, if you've got um, a CEO, (laughs) it's probably not, you know, and it's for the annual report, I probably wouldn't suggest that you ask them to uh, do that or a politician or someone like that, you know. Just imagine, (laughs) okay, uh, Mr. Prime Minister, Tony, I'm just going to get you to lie down (laughs) or just uh, shoot you like that. But... (laughs) For, say, a, a senior's portrait or, you know, young male models or even the groom or, you know, like perhaps uh, younger guys, this mm. shot works really well. Laying down, laying on their back so that they're, you're um, above them on, a, on a, 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 a stool or a ladder or something that you mm. can get right above and shoot directly down. Beautiful shot. Beautiful or have them on their tummy. Uh, that works really well as uh, as well. Um, so always have a step ladder, guys. Step ladder in your car or on, mm. on location. Otherwise, just look for the nearest supermarket where you can just grab a, a milk crate. Borrow. Yes, but when you have the step, the step ladder, on. you can lean on the. It's a bit safer. We've got a step ladder for that purpose, and it's so handy. Yeah, the ones that have the rail in the mm. front so that, that you feel protected, mm. they're really good. So two steps, three steps works really yeah. well. So, Val, the other thing that, that is really good, and this is great particularly if you've got someone who's a little bit awkward, so, so you'll either get the, the guy that gets it straight away, like yeah. you can see that a flow, they just naturally uh, are really aware of their body and know how to pose, and then there's guys not so much, and this could be it's just a personality thing because you'll have the same thing with women. Give them, giving them something to do would be like pretending to dress themselves. And I've used this a lot and more and more and more and more, especially when I'm doing corporates. Okay, I want you to pretend that you're just buttoning your jacket up. I want you to pretend that you're just fixing your tie. I want you to pretend that you're just uh, trying to adjust your cufflink. Uh, and if you want to make it a bit sexier, again, this isn't for the corporate shots, but you're trying to, again, do maybe um, senior portraits or, or model shots or, or portraits of, of younger guys, uh, putting on and taking off their shirt mm. can works really well as like a lifestyle shot, so really beautiful. So you just get them to repeat that, that, that movement Several times. You might get them to do it 15 times and then looking up and then looking at you and looking down and then looking back to camera. It works really well for a, for a shot. And for corporate shots, don't be afraid to do the things that Gina has suggested, like the, the buttoning, just the suit. You know, you're not actually buttoning a shirt. You're buttoning the suit uh, button and yeah. the playing with the cufflinks because it just adds that little bit of an edge and yet it's still corporate because they're still in their suit or their tie or whatever. You know, just the whole adjusting the tie thing it don't be afraid to experiment with that because sometimes you can come off with your best shots with just that little bit of an edge and uh, and here's another really good trick val if if you're just trying to get a headshot in a corporate situation or even at a wedding of the groom mm. and they're really uptight get them to do that but zoom in 
Mm. So you're not getting the hands in. Mm. So you're getting them to do so. And they're focused on that. I just want you to button and unbutton your jacket, button and unbutton. And so they're focusing on that. They don't have time to go, I wonder if I look good or what. And and you can get a really good naturally posed face just by getting them to do that or something else, repetitive. So it works really well. Yep. Fantastic. So... The next pose, a little go-to, is uh, sitting down. So I've got all manner of sitting down. They can be uh, sitting so that uh, I probably should put a a few of these in the show notes because they're they're really hard to describe. But uh, sitting flat on the ground with hands back behind them can work. Uh, You have uh, one leg going under one knee, (laughs) one over the other in a sitting down pose. On the ground works really well. From there, they can actually uh, rest hands on their knee, and so it becomes like that that fold again. But you've, if you, and and that if you don't have a uh, a chair or you're just on location and there's nowhere to sit, that works really well. If you can just get them down on the ground. Another good little hack is I carry around this like literally it was a three dollar stool that I got from the reject shop. <laughs> that, uh, you know, my assistants laugh at me for, but I, I pull that out and I can get someone to sit on that and you can and uh, get, get a good shot of people because often, like, the guys that I photograph are like a foot taller than me. Mm. So I want to get to the, I want to get shots of them at eye level. It's impossible. And so if they're in a, you know, an expensive suit, you don't want to ask them to sit down on the ground. So I just get them to sit on my little $3 reject shop stool. It works really well. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So sitting down, there's all sorts of, um, different poses you can, you can do with sitting down. One of my favorites, Val, is getting them to sit in a car. Seat. Oh so yes, of a car, mm. back seat of a car. You know, shooting through through. I, I open the side door and mm. shoot through the door into them, and so the door's out of focus, and the light in a car is beautiful. Yes, as well, if you've got like because it's like soft, uh, open shade, and but then you've got hard light bouncing all around inside, so it's all reflected into the face, and it's perfect. And and so they're sitting in the car, and it's a, like the perfect situation to yeah. To Gina does great relaxed car shots, so never underestimate. Um, you know, just make sure there's some good bouquet in the background, you know, and but a decent background. But as Gina said, open the car door, the other side. So yeah, that when, yeah. Mm, yeah it's, great. It's a really cool shot. And so uh, the, the first thing I'll ask a guy when he comes, well, I'm like, well, have you got a classic car out there? And sometimes <laughs> they've, they've turned up in these most beautiful classic cars. So I'll always mm. try and get a shot. The other one you can do is you can um, have them sort of leaning on, on the outside of the car, looking in and you're shooting them through the other side of the car um, through the windows, which is a, a beautiful shot as well. So there's all sorts. So always look for uh, great chairs and furniture because often it can take on, like you, you can get beautiful wingback chairs that make yeah. the most uh, works of art and you can pose guys in there and it looks incredible. So there's all sorts of different things you can do. And finally, my go-to pose for guys, Val, is the walking towards camera, which is I think has been another one that I've mm. – uh, that I've loved this year. Yes. I've seen <laughs> so, it on many a billboard. <laughs> so, so, and it just gives a really sort of natural, and again, this is a great pose to use on guys who may, might feel a bit awkward. They're unsure of themselves. Just getting them walking towards you. How do you stay sharp while they're, while they're walking towards you? How do you make sure that they're sharp? So you set your camera to um, AF uh, servo so it follows you instead of like one shot. Mm-hmm. So I think Nikon is called continuous focus. Mm-hmm. You've got one shot and continuous focus where so basically the autofocus track. So you pick pick the your point of focus is on the eyes mm-hmm. and then the focus will track. So this this is how sports photographers get shots sharp when they've got someone running towards them with the with the, with the balls um so it's it's tracking so it's uh af servo on uh canon so that's how i do it and i and i try and pick a um an aperture i probably wouldn't shoot that at f 2.8 like on the widest aperture of my lens because it, it chances are you're not going to get it super sharp so if you're just starting out you practice and i think in the wedding um, podcast, Val, I talked about 
if you've got dogs or kids or friends, just get them to run towards you and practice that mm. with, with your autofocus. Yeah. Get, getting them sharp as they're coming towards you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's move on then. Which is the pose that you think should be banned for life? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the pose that every guy will do when if you just get them to stand in front of them the camera if you, if you said nothing to them mm-hmm. and said i'm going to take their i'm going to take your photo it's going to be a full length this is the default pose of probably 90 percent of guys it's called the goalie pose i call it because, <laughs> you know when uh the goalie pose so italy's about to, yeah italy's about to win the world cup right okay and uh the guys lining up to uh to, to shoot the winning goal and then the opposition team send all their guys in front of the goal to uh-huh. block it right. and he's got to shoot over it. Okay. What do all the guys do? I swear I don't watch themselves. soccer, Gina. Oh, you don't watch <laughs> soccer? So when when someone's lining up to do a penalty shot in soccer, okay. the, the opposing team members all line up and they block the goals. They protect the goal, right? But yeah. but they're not protecting. They're not just protecting the goal. They're protecting yeah. the goal with their body, but they protect their, their, their ghoulies, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is uh, I don't know if that's a technical term, maracas. They, they're, they're jewels. Their family jewels. Yeah, okay. Their hands. Yes, all right. Yes, right. So the soccer goalie pose is where you clasp your hands sort of in front of the family jewels. Yes. Right. And just sort of look square on to the camera. Yeah. It is the most boring pose. You're right. Every guy does it. You Mm. see it in corporate. I've seen it in in high-end corporate shoots. Oh, yes. God, are you serious? In fact, just very recently in Australia, the cover of one of our most esteemed business publications was the soccer goalie pose of a very high-profile CEO. And I was just thinking, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I I opened it to to the actual article and there he is in his soccer goalie pose as the main thing but then there's this series of shots where I swear to god he looks like a total idiot like he looks like he's being the court jester and he's one of the most high profile CEOs in the country and then I thought what's going on here why are they showing these shots of him looking absolutely ridiculous like embarrassingly ridiculous and I start reading the article and the article opens with so and so you know John Smith whatever his name is is a busy man He's only got eight minutes to do the photo shoot. <laughs> so he's, he's given the photographer eight, and the, the journalist has written Plenty. this. The, the journalist has written this into the story. He's given the, the photographer eight minutes to – and, you know, you've got to remember he's, a, he, he, he's, he's in a suit. He's, in, he's, in a, he's a major corporation CEO. And it takes a little bit more than eight minutes for that kind of person to loosen up. Yeah. So all he's done – is the soccer goalie pose, and then said, okay, that's enough. And when he was tried to coax into staying a little bit longer, he decided to kind of like stuff up the shoot by doing yeah. silly faces Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and then yeah. walks off. And instead they've published sabotaged. the silly faces. So in the end, he got sabotaged. <laughs> <laughs> but so – Unfortunately, in photography, Val, this happens a lot. It does. Where it's like it you does. Don't get, you don't get hours to photograph people and they're going to be situations where it might be you uh, get asked and you've got eight minutes to photograph someone. If you've got your go-to pose, and I tell you, when I'm photographing those high-powered guys, mm. that's the first thing they do. And the first thing I go, and I won't say this out loud, I walk right up to them. So it's just they, they're the only one that can hear me. And I'm like... I don't want you to put your hands like that, I said, because it, the body language says that you're feeling vulnerable <laughs> right now. I said, are you? Are you feeling vulnerable? And this is like Good I, on can't you. Do, I can't do this with everyone, but no. if it's like one of those big sort of jockey CEO like that, that want to kind of feel like they, they have to be more powerful than everyone in the room, mm. I'm not going to embarrass him publicly, no. but if you do that one-on-one, and I really lower my voice at this point, Val, the mm. whole Sicilian comes out. Yes. So I'm like, are you afraid? Are you feeling vulnerable? 
and they, the whole face, like they, their eyes go really wide. They're like, what, is that what it means? I'm like, yes. I said, don't ever do it again. <laughs> well done. I said, now put your hands in your pockets, stand like this, do this much better, okay? Your hands do not, not to go there again. Thank you. <laughs> and a step back and then I've got them. All right. Obviously, the photographer who shoot, she shot this particular CEO was not as experienced as you. <laughs> so notice that, and and now that I've told you all, I think you're going to see you'll how see often it, a lot. it comes. You're going to see it in every. You'll see it in wedding folios mm. everywhere where they line. They often line up the whole bridal party and all the guys golly pose. Terrible, you know. So that ban it. For life. Okay. Unless you unless they all happen to play soccer. If they're playing soccer, <laughs> I think it's perfectly fine. Okay. <laughs> all right. What's next? So, so I think that men want to look confident, relaxed, masculine, Val, in their yes. portraits. Mm-hmm. Okay. So try and avoid anything that's traditionally like more a feminine pose. So hands on hips can look very feminine on yeah. a guy. Uh, if they're not done right, so it's just it it can be done well. I've 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 posed guys with hands on hips, and it can look uh, hot, mm. sexy if mm. you do it the right way. But it can also look really feminine. The other one is um, putting uh, your uh, chin in the hands. That's a mm. very girly pose. Mm. Tilting the head as well, especially towards camera, it can, mm. can be a, a very very girly looking, and. Like, no guy should ever pout. <laughs> yep. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. All right. So the opposite of the pout is the brow thing. Yeah. You know, so that, 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 that so, so, sort of brooding and cool or just trying to get them to do a real and a beautiful smile. Mm. Okay. Yep. So when it comes to um, directing a man, what, what, what things should you be saying and what should be, you be doing to get, to get that to happen? All right. So the first thing I want to do is I like to show the guys, and this is for everyone that I work with, show the pose. Yeah. This is what we're doing. This is how you do it. This is how I want you to sit. This is how I want your legs. This is where I want your feet, everything, so that they can sit back and they're seeing you looking um, not ridiculous in the pose and they go, wow, I think that looks all right. I can do that. And then as soon as you've taken the shot, I really, that's when you use a digital camera as a tool and you can show them the shot on the screen. If it's, you know, make sure it's a great shot and they're not blinking or looking silly, show them and go, look, look, it looks really cool. And then that's, that's once, once you've taken a great shot and you've made them look cool, you've got them. The other thing to do is to make sure that you praise often, praise sincerely, okay? Yeah. So if they're doing great things, just keep encouraged. Everyone loves to be encouraged. So, so you're praising the good. And if they're doing anything wrong, try and ignore that. You're not going to be going, no, no, that, that, oh, my God, don't do that. Oh, that's awful. No, nah, no, nah, that's, that's not. That's not that's that's not going to get the best work out of everyone. So just when you see something good, you go, "That's great! That's amazing! I love when you smile. You got a beautiful smile." You know, just keep praising and encouraging. And when they do something bad, let it go. So when it comes to to guys, you, like like I try and find a common ground to chat about. The other really good thing is to find something that you know that they're a master of. Mm-hmm. And they're good at. So if you know that they love playing golf or they're obsessed about it, they're going to know a lot about golf, start asking them questions about golf because they're going to feel really – because already they're out of their comfort zone, Val. They're on set. They're feeling like way out. They're like they don't know anything. And yeah. they're a little bit incompetent. So you want to somehow give them that competence back. Yeah. So asking them about something that they – know a lot about they're going to suddenly be an expert and it's going to make them feel a lot better about themselves and give them a bit more control of the situation so so that works really well and finally and so it could be a hobby or their car or their job whatever Mm. uh work really quickly just get get on with it get get shoot move on next shoot try not to to because they'll lose interest I find mm. it's like get dressing up and getting their clothes tugged and all of that can can be a bit much for guys. Mm. Fair enough. What next? 
All right, so uh, I've got uh, some some grooming tips and styling tips for guys. You mean how to suggestions on on how the photographer can groom and style the the subject? Yeah, just sort of stuff to say and stuff to look out for. Okay. And- Make sure because often um, it'll be uh, you, you don't always have the luxury of having a stylist who's going to be able to dress the guy. So it's, yes. it comes down to you and the guy. Now, if the guy doesn't have a clue mm. and you don't, well, <laughs> it's going to be a lot harder. So there's just a, like a few little things to remember, especially when you're doing uh, and and this can this really can take your shots to the next level and make them look really polished. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen where you've seen guys wearing a jacket and they're buttoned all the way down which is oh, like yeah wrong big no no or the sh- um the ties are too short or the pants are too short Val so all mm. sorts of stuff like that so um when it comes to suit jackets uh never do the bottom button up yep. so if you've got a three button suit it's always sometimes never okay for the three buttons your shirts like you should hang see, on what, what's always um, sometimes never so the so if you've got a a, a suit jacket right and yes. it's a three button yes. three, three buttons yes always button the top okay button sometimes button the middle never button the bottom so I often see I can't tell you how many times I've seen uh but you, you see this a lot in um, corporate shops that doesn't make sense and- to me wouldn't it be always button the middle never button the bottom why, why would you always button the top oh so but never button the bottom. Basically, okay. So button I, the middle and the top, but never. I agree. Never ever but, but button the bottom. Never button the bottom, and you mm-hmm. see that all the time in like particularly where you've got the groom grooms and the and the 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 bridal party, and they're like they they just get told to button up and they button up, and it's it's terrible. Yeah, terrible. And, and corporate shots as well. So just leave that 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 one button undone. It's mm. going to. And and then and you always want to look, make sure that the um, the suit fits really well, so you know that it's too tight. If it's it puckers, but what happens that, if if they come and the suit doesn't fit well? What can you do as a photographer? <clears throat> so that, this is a conversation that needs to be on the list in the pre-conversation. So you, you want to be adding this to the list, you know, have you got a suit that fits you well? Have you tried it on in the last month? Because sometimes a guy will get his suit out, he hasn't worn it yeah. since. Uh, and it can't do well. Shazza got married in yeah. 1985. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, oh, put on a few pounds, it doesn't <laughs> do up, you know. Yes. So so make sure there's not a lot you can do if it doesn't do up. Uh, uh, the one thing, the, the the one little trick, if if it's not too bad, is you get them to hold it together by pretending to. And this, I, I did this at uh, at Logies. There was quite a few guys that mm-hmm. wouldn't get their jackets uh, done up. So I just said, just pretend you're buttoning it up for the shot. And that's twofold because you've got a way of holding the jacket together, mm. and it also hides a lot of the bulk around the middle. Mm-hmm. Just that little act. So that little buttoning up trick just works wonders for for guys. It's 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 really really handy. Yeah. So if a guy's wearing a, a a tie, it should just reach the belt, just go over the belt. So you don't want to see it like sometimes they're halfway down their thighs. <laughs> yeah. Or like you know, there's a good couple of inches uh, between the uh, the b- bottom of the belt and the um and the top of the pants. So it just it just comes over the belt nicely. So so ch- like check for little things like that. Um, if you're not doing uh, any tie at all, just watch how many um, buttons are undone because it can look a bit Fabio. Remember him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who had a resurgence, didn't he? And I can't believe it's not butter. Yes. Um, so it can look a bit sort of, um, I don't know, aging rock star when you've got the lot the, the buttons undone all the way down to the belly button and uh, like lot, lots of gold jewelry. So I, I kind of like I prefer more buttoned up than than less unbuttoned, mm. and uh, just maybe one, maybe two, but the third is kind of like a, a kind of a bit much. And you know, you undo four and you do look like a nineteen seventies gigolo. Kind of. <laughs> okay. Okay. So 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 the trousers kind of. Um, just make sure that they they sit nicely on the on the on the shoe and and there's just like 
there's all different um, styles. It can be a break in the in the trousers where they 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 sit, or they can they can just be like a nice sharp line. It's all personal preference, but you don't want it to look too short or too long, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, with um t-shirts and guys, mm. like t-shirts look great but they show every single um, detail of the body. So if, so if you've got a guy who's re- like really fit and muscular, a T-shirt looks incredible. It, it can be like really um, incredible. But if they're carrying sort of a, a, a few extra pounds, I prefer that they wear a shirt because it like sort of um, covers more and is a lot more flattering on the male body rather than a T-shirt. Yeah. Sure. Okay, mm-hmm. so just um, and avoid logos and stripes, and um, make sure that your 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 model's not looking uh, too scruffy, mm. um, and uh, that, that they're well groomed. Uh, if they, they get planning to get a haircut, ask them to do it maybe a week before, so it's not that freshly cut, because it can be like a little bit too short. Yeah, want it to have like a week to grow in, uh, and sometimes I, I I let them arrive with a, a few days worth of stubble. Oh. And maybe sh- shave uh, halfway through the shoot just so you've got another look because girls can have several different looks. We change makeup, but there's not much we can do with guys. Mm. So this is a good um, a good alternative. Hopefully they don't cut themselves shaving. No, well, generally it's it, like it's been okay, but and it's sort of that that facial uh, hair. There's there's so many uh, different looks you can do. The beards are all groovy now, and uh, so there's so many different looks. Um, so before which, we wrap up, wrap up, I, we I have a question about grooming. Do you mm-hmm. believe in makeup on on men? Um, I don't like makeup on men. I'll use uh, like if 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 you've got a, a CEO or an older guy, it, it, it's particularly for a for a corporate portrait that his skin's a bit like ruddy or reddish. Mm. Uh, I think it's great in that case. But as a general rule, I prefer not to have makeup. And if so, it has to be so so subtle. If I can see it, it's too much. Yeah. So, so I'm 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 sort of go towards no on the makeup. What has the reaction of some guys been if you've suggested that they put some on? Have they been open to it? Yeah, yeah, of course, because you, you will explain why. It's just like, you know, I just want to uh, even out the skin tone and, and it, it never shows. As long as they know that it's never going to show up on the screen. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's good. Okay. And what do you enjoy most about shooting guys, shooting men? Oh, I just, it's like the same as what I enjoy about doing anyone's portraits. It's just uh, like seeing um, if you can create, uh, show someone how you see them and then you show them and they look incredible. Like you, you, you make people's day. It can change people's lives. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. When you say, this is what I see in you, this, this is how amazing you can look. Uh, it really does and it gives people confidence and I think that's that's my favourite thing about it. I think also people think that there's so much vari- so much more variety in shooting women but actually you can get the same kind of variety shooting men if you just try and experiment with a few things and you don't need to do, you know, bizarre out there experiments. It's just all of the little things that you've said, different poses, different things that they can be doing, you know, different locations. It can actually turn out um, really, really well. Uh, but there's heaps you can do. I think that brings us to hashtag Gina challenge this week, which has to be men. Oh, Shoot, really? Yeah. Shoot, well, let me think. Yeah. <laughs> Great, Val, you're so clever. <laughs> so if, if anyone's new to this podcast, uh, we have a weekly challenge, hashtag Gina challenge, and you can upload a photo um, according to the theme that we've set. So we're all doing the same theme and um, we've had all sorts of different themes in the past, but obviously this week's theme is men and upload it either to Instagram with hashtag Gina challenge or onto the Google plus page. So you want to be a photographer and um, we'd love to check them out and we, we make sure we look at them all. So um, please do upload them. But that brings us to the end of our episode this week. What are you up to in the coming week, Gina? I'm about to build. <laughs> oh, yes. You're yeah, a treadmill. It's all, about the it's all about the treadmill desk. It's like I don't care about anything else at the moment. I'm obsessed, Val. Okay, I'm so, so clearly. Excited. 
I'm so excited. Oh, my God. Well, I will be awaiting my delivery of my two new lenses and hopefully, um, uh, you know, get some shots in before next week's episode. But uh, you can find us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. As we said, the Google Plus page, so you want to be a photographer. Or you can find um, Gina on social media at where? At Gina Militia on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, come and join us in the Google Plus page. So you want to be a, phot- a photographer on Google Plus. And you'll find yeah. me at Valerie Koo. And um, we'd love to hear from you. So please do um, email us if you would like a photo critiqued, news at com. And please also join Gina's newsletter because she <laughs> she has a lot of great stuff in there, even if it's, you know, the it's going to be photos of no doubt of her new treadmill desk where she'll be rendering her photos so thank you everyone for listening and we look forward to chatting to you next week thanks guys thanks for listening to so you want to be a photographer for more information free resources and gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer visit ginamilitia.com